Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast. A very special NCAA pre-tournament edition of the Mav Puck Cast. I think this is the first time we've done an NCAA tournament show, haven't we? I'm pretty yes. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, obviously, the fact that we're doing this tells you that UNO got in because it'd be a pretty short podcast if we just said, well, UNO didn't get in, so have a nice <laughs> off season. Well, that could have been our that could have been our season capper. That could have been the season capper. You know. Well, UNO's not in, but Jason and I are going to make picks because every year at the beginning of the season. We pick a national champion, although we didn't do that this season. But the first two seasons, we were very diligent about that. And the two teams Jason picked the first two seasons were teams that just went totally flat during the season. And I just picked Minnesota Duluth in both instances. <laughs> just just kept picking the national champion to repeat. So uh, we didn't get that opportunity. But we might get the opportunity to pick our previous national champions in this bracket that just came out mere moments ago. And if nothing else, my my tidbit to all of you, my advice is whoever I pick to win the whole thing, uh, pick them next year. Because it seems like they always seem to do better the year after I pick them to do something. So Yes, whoever Jason picks will win the national championship in 2022. So <laughs> that's there you go. That's our predictions. <laughs> so, uh, so let's run through all of the teams that are in. I think it's probably best if we run through matchups instead of through seeding. Do you agree, John? Yes, I, I, I think we go through uh, each geographic region and go matchup by matchup. Okay. Okay. So let's start. Uh, I've got the bracket that I'm looking at. Top left has Fargo, so we'll start there. Okay. So Fargo obviously has the host school. North Dakota is your number one seed. Uh, they get American International, AIC. And with them, you have Minnesota Duluth playing Michigan in the second game. Yeah, and, and that, this is some interesting matchups. These were not the matchups that a lot of the prognosticators on Twitter uh, came up with over the last 24 hours. Obviously, they had North Dakota in there because North Dakota is the number one overall seed. North Dakota is the host school for the Fargo Regional. So we knew that North Dakota would be in there, but but there was some variances to these other matchups. You know, I Starting with North Dakota and American International, I'm going to pick North Dakota uh, American International was a team that a couple years ago was an upset special uh, in the uh, NCAA tournament. So that would be an interesting one to pick. That's definitely a bracket buster type of game for uh, Division One men's hockey. But I'm going to go with North Dakota playing in Fargo in front of that partisan crowd, limited though it may be. I will say North Dakota wins that first game against American International. I'm with you there. I, you know, college hockey is always a weird one. It's not uncommon for four seeds to take out one seeds in some of these brackets and stuff, but I look at AIC's roster and I just don't know where, like they're going to have to play another game of their life. Cause I thought they really played, you know, one of their better games just to get into this tournament. I just don't know. Like, I mean, they're going to have to play better than that 
to beat North Dakota. And I just don't know. I just don't know where it comes from. So I'm going to pick North Dakota as well. Yeah, a lot of depth on that North Dakota team. And they're going to be a team on a mission because they didn't get to play yeah. for the national championship last year. So your perennial pick to uh, <laughs> win the championships got a, a pretty tough matchup here with Michigan. Michigan's a, a much improved team. Uh, they played well in the Big Ten. They are a they're a rough, hard nosed kind of of team. They've always been known for kind of that gritty game, but now they've got a top line that has some top end speed. Um, I I picked Duluth to get out of there. This is one of those that was kind of a coin flip for me. Like I went, we were talking before we started this, and I'm like, I went through in three of these regionals like i didn't even hesitate i'm like i i mean i just don't see where it comes from it's this team this team this team right uh right this was not one i i had it down to two and this was my second to last one that i was like i just man i don't know who to pick on this one so i went ahead and picked duluth to get through this i would not be surprised if i'm wrong on that though what do you think this is one of the most interesting matchups of the tournament and i think Again, not having had any interconference play during the season, it's hard to know how Duluth uh, will match up against. Obviously, we've watched uh, Duluth a number of times this season, but in Michigan, we've only watched once, and it was uh, their uh, Big Ten hockey tournament uh, game uh, this last week. So I, I don't know. I mean, I hate to go against the NCHC. Obviously, it's the conference that we love. Um but I'm just going to, just for the fun of it, just because I, I'm i not necessarily looking forward to a, another NCHC matchup in the next game. I'm going to say Michigan finds a way to upset Minnesota Duluth. And yes, Minnesota Duluth is my perennial national championship pick. So I don't know why I'm going against that. But I that's this is one of the most interesting matchups. And I know that why that matchup took you as long as it did, Jason, because... It's a it's a tough one to pick. Uh, certainly, talent on both sides of the roster. Mel Pearson has the Wolverines going again. They look like they're kind of coming back to form. Uh, so I'm going to go with Michigan over Minnesota Duluth. So our first difference of opinion there. Yes. Uh, this game has overtime written all over it to me. I, I I just this this could very well be. I could see it being a high scoring, you know, like five five and going overtime. I could totally see this being, you know, zero zero and Yeah, one of those games that's like one to one for the longest time. It yeah, it very well could be. I, I could see it going either way, but I just these teams seem to be capable of playing both games and both styles of play and and so whichever whichever method of play prevails, I think they'll both be prepared for it. So Okay. Shall we, shall we save our bracket for the end? Yeah. Do we want to save the fro? Do we want to go back and then do the frozen four picks from those that we have picked yeah. throughout? Okay, let's do that. So which? So we'll which go through region- all the regionals. Yeah. Which one are we going to next? Let's head to North Dakota is the number one seed. Let's head to the number two seed, Boston College. Okay. Hold on a sec, Jason, because as I'm looking here, I'm like, I don't have the whole bracket here. Okay. There we go. <laughs> that screenshot around. All that right. screenshot did not work so okay <laughs> so boston college with the last team in notre dame 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of a you know back to the future matchup for a few years there uh, after the dissolution of the CCHA and the WCHA as we knew it a few years ago for the formation of the NCHC and the Big Ten Hockey Conference. Notre Dame did not join the Big Ten Hockey Conference at that time or the NCHC, despite rumors that swirled during that whole formation process that would happen. They ended up in Hockey East for a short time, so they are playing a former Hockey East foe, another Catholic institution. This is a this is a good kind of Catholic Mafia matchup, kind of one of those made-for-TV matchups, two named schools that have large national followings, BC led by Jerry York and Notre Dame led by Jeff Jackson, who was lobbying to get into the tournament ahead of us last week uh, after they were ousted from the uh, Big Ten uh, Big Ten Conference Tournament. So uh, this is an interesting one. This is another good matchup, another tough matchup. J- Jason's just starting with the tough matchups here. Boston College or Notre Dame? I, what little action I've seen in Hockey East this season came this last week in the Hockey East tournament. (laughs) So I'm going to go with, just because I think it's hard to play those Boston schools back East based on our our experience playing in Worcester. Um, I'm going to say that Boston College wins this game against Notre Dame, but this is one that could go either way as well. And I was kind of surprised, quite honestly, to see Notre Dame in there because a lot of the prognosticators didn't have them in the field of 16 this year. And I think they only got in because of COVID. Right. I think that news today is because, well, even Coach Kemp, former Coach Kemp, Kemp, uh, for those that don't know, was was (laughs) leading the committee. Yes, Jason, I love former Coach Kemp. He's an associate athletic director, assistant athletic director. I get the A. That's too much to talk about. He's he's a lot. He's he's the chair of the NCAA Men's Ice Hockey Committee this year. Saying continue, Jason. Yes, he was. So he was. He's leading the committee that that was making the selection because obviously, because of COVID, things are are different from from years previous where you rely on mathematics to get you in. Uh, this was all you know, opinions and stuff. And he had mentioned in the uh, selection show that they were, they had narrowed it down to two spots left in the tournament. And there were three teams that they um, were debating about getting in. And they pressed him a little bit on it. And he had said the two teams that benefited from, um, was it, it was St. Lawrence, right? That, yeah, so St. Lawrence, St. Lawrence had the upset win to win the ECAC championship, and they were a conference that was really limited this year because the Ivy League schools chose not to play hockey this season at all. So Quinnipiac was the favored team in the ECAC tournament. St. Lawrence was the underdog, very few wins on the season. St. Lawrence came in, they got to the championship game. They found a way in overtime to win that game against Quinnipiac, and we actually watched that on ESPN Plus yesterday. It was a really good, really entertaining game. St. Lawrence played well. Players were excited. They rejoiced. They got the auto bid. It was a team that would not have had any chance in an at-large bid, and then it comes out this afternoon right before the NCAA Tournament Selection Show on ESPNU that the coach of St. Lawrence tested positive for COVID and they will not be able to play in the tournament. And 
God, I mean, what a heartbreaking. I mean, what a just a heartbreaking way in a season, I'm sure, of a, yeah. a lot of unpredictable ability for all these teams. What a heartbreaking way. So it, as you mentioned, it opened the door for a team like Notre Dame to get in. Yeah, and I think so. I have to imagine that the third team that didn't get in was probably Denver. I mean, at least that's the one that was talked about a lot. But it sounds like that their exit moved Quinnipiac in. That opened up that extra spot, and it became Omaha and Notre Dame getting in. I, you know, I didn't have as much of a challenge with this part of the bracket as you did. I thought I look at Boston College and think this is now. Obviously, I picked them before you. Know, Yes, in the in the so, in the 2018-19 season, Jason picked them to win the national championship. So he is very fond of BC. Yeah, and I think their offensive power—they've got some really good defensemen: um, Drew Hellison, Powell, uh, War. Marshall Warren, I think, is a kind of a little bit of a sleeper defenseman back there. He's a little small in stature, but um, I like his attitude. So, and then you know you've got plenty of talent up front for for Boston College. I Notre Dame's like, there's no team in here that's going to be an easy out, but I'm taking Boston College. I I don't. I I think they've got a better team than some people give them credit for. So you have no, now, no this, qualms about that. No qualms. Yeah. That one really didn't, I okay. really didn't, I hate to say I didn't give Notre Dame a, a chance, but I just, I just really didn't think too highly of Notre Dame going into this. And yeah, you were not Boston college is kind of a, a powerhouse there. So yeah, you were not a fan of uh, Notre Dame. I, the last, they've got a lot of the last few days that you and I've been talking yeah, it's it's a it's one of those teams that there's potential there, but I just don't know that the attitude's there to succeed. It's like you've got the blocks, it's just you can't put them together to make anything. So so we'll see. Yeah, you know they're they are an upsetter that I could totally see. You know Notre Dame, you know proving me wrong and stuff here, but you know so we're all we're all guessing here, and I'm gonna guess Boston College. Now the second half of this bracket is the one I told you. Like, I was down to, I could not decide. St. Cloud State heads out to play Boston University. And, oh boy, that that should be, this game is circled, emphasized. Like, do not contact me <laughs> on March 27th, because I will definitely be watching this game. I expect this to be a really, really good game. Um, but, man, I could not... I struggled with this pick. See, you had, you I, had you had a struggle with this one. I had a struggle with the last one. I don't have a struggle with this one. I'm going to pick St. Cloud. This is a redemption game yeah. for them from their 2019 NCAA tournament appearance. They were the ones who were booted in the 2019 NCAA tournament by American International in Fargo. That was a, that was a tough, tough game for them. Uh, God, they had a great season that year. An absolutely fantastic showing that season. They were 36-3 and three that season. Got one of the best performances I, I, I remember seeing. St. Cloud was loaded with talent, and then they laid an egg in the NCAA tournament. It was, it was painful to see. I mean, it was cool for people who like upset specials, but it was painful to see. This time, they get their chance at redemption. 
They have some of the players from that roster, not all of the players from that roster, but David Rennick's still there in net, and I think that this is a redemption game for them. I'm a, I think they're going to come out with something to prove after that. I, I think that, that that loss left a bad taste in their mouth, so I'm going to go with St. Cloud over BU. Do you think that the the loss to Notre Dame or to uh, North Dakota in the NCHC affects St. Cloud at all? No, no. I think they're like, you know what? We lost to North Dakota at North Dakota. Everybody but Omaha loses to North Dakota at North Dakota these days. So <laughs> that's 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 all I would say. No, I I think I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. That was obviously a very entertaining game in the. Uh, in the uh, NCHC championship in Grand Forks, but I, I'm going to go with St. Cloud. Obviously, they don't have the kind of depth that they had two seasons ago, but but I've I've got a I got to go with our uh, conference mate in this instance. So I'm going to go with St. Cloud. Well, we 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 differ again. Okay. So I did I did pick Boston. Okay. Uh, I think St. Cloud's good. I just don't know. I just, the, the, like I said, man, this was the literally the last pick. And I was, I mean, I had part of the rest of my bracket done. <laughs> I was to the semis on one side. And I was like, I don't know about this one. I really, really don't know. This whole bracket could be uh, a buster here. Um, but I think Boston has more high-end talent. I think they have more to prove. I think everyone knows St. Cloud's a good team. I think that them losing to North Dakota, especially the way that they lost to North Dakota and, and that as, as good of a game as that is, that a lot of people are going to kind of pick them and they may have a little bit of a, you know, feeling like they have an easy path through. Um, I worry a little bit about them looking ahead too. You know, well, they've got to, yeah, they've got to be careful about that. What Boston yeah. College done. Yeah. You can't look ahead. Boston College, you know, they're going to be lingering there, you know, in their bracket because you're going to know that St. Cloud Boston game. You're going to know what Boston College did with North Notre Dame ahead of that. So you're either going to be looking at a Notre Dame team that you think you can beat or a Boston College team that you know is going to be a, a tough, uh, tough out. And I just they're the type of team that I think that might get into their head a little bit. So I'm picking Boston. Part of it might little be because I still want to see a bean pot uh, in my lifetime. It's a bucket <laughs> list thing for me. So since I'm not going to be able to go and see one, I might as well watch one on TV. Uh, so I've got a, a BCBU uh, semi there. So. Well, speaking of BCBU, when UNO was in the, I believe it was the, it was the, either the East or Northeast regional that we were in back in 2006, our first tournament appearance. Uh, UNO uh, played BU in the in in one game, and uh, Boston College played Miami in the other game, and and the two CCHA teams lost. And the 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 next game for the Frozen Four was BCBU, and we got to see that game, and it was I mean it was disappointing because our team uh, hadn't advanced, but it was kind of fun to see the uh, the crowd and the atmosphere in Worcester, Massachusetts for uh, a BCBU game. So uh, if you do ever get a chance to see them see them play each other, uh, it would be a lot of fun. But I'm going to go with, uh, like I said, St. Cloud. And here's the thing about the Albany the Albany Regional, Jason, is that Bridget can attest to this. I was, uh, 
the entire week I was convinced that UNO <laughs> was going to end up in Albany. And I'm like, great, I'm going to have to try to figure out how to get to Albany. Do we fly? I mean, I'm sure you can get pretty good airfare. Do we drive, which would take forever? And then I look on the uh, website of the uh, arena that they're playing at in Albany, and you had to have a a negative uh, COVID test within 72 hours of the game being played, and it's a Saturday game. And so I was really trying to figure out, like, am I going to have to get that before I go or after I get there? Because the arena itself was offering tests on Wednesday the 24th before these games um, from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., but I, I, it didn't seem practical to leave to get there for, a, you know, a test on Wednesday and then have to wait until a game on Saturday. So, yeah, I was really not wanting UNO to be in this regional. So, I you know, I guess, you know, for St. Cloud fans, they get to deal with uh, COVID tests and everything else. I mean, I was just it's one of those things. Plus, you know, the procedures to go in, you had to you had to make an appointment as to the time you got to go into the arena and then you had to present your test with your video ID and the pessimist that I am, Jason, I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I swear what's going to happen is I'm going to be standing outside the arena and some Barney Fife at this Albany arena is going to be like, sorry, sir, your test isn't valid. And I'm going to be sitting outside of the Albany regional waiting to watch my Mavs and I'm going to be denied 19 hours from Omaha. So thankfully that didn't happen. So so good luck to St. Cloud and their fans. And if any of them are listening who are planning to travel, you now know about the uh, COVID test you have to get. And it's it's uh, it sounds like it's the swab test you need to get. So have fun with the brain probe, fans. <laughs> All right. So let's move over. Um, let's do Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Bemidji State. Uh, this is one of the ones I went through, picked pretty quickly. Cole Caulfield is a stud. He is playing <laughs> amazing hockey. Um, we can all thank our, our lucky stars that this is probably, especially those of you who are Big Ten fans that stumbled across this podcast somehow. Um, you can just think the fact that it's very unlikely he returns with the way that he's playing and what Montreal is doing. I fully expect that he will be headed to Montreal. Uh, for the next season so uh he's got a little bit to uh try to go out on a high note here i just i just don't know where bemidji comes up with you know beating wisconsin right now yeah some people were questioning whether bemidji bemidji would be in some people thought bemidji would be in because they were a close drive to fargo and so they would make a good fourth seed for north dakota to play that obviously didn't happen bemidji still got in they end up playing Wisconsin in the first game. Now, full disclosure, Wisconsin was Jason's national championship pick. Was it last se- last season? And we didn't get to see that. We didn't get to yeah. see that bear out. Yeah, last season, that was your pick. Um, boy, this is an interesting one. I, I feel like I've got a pick. I feel like I've got to pick an upset special somewhere. And I wonder if this is... No, this isn't the upset I want to pick. Never mind. Um yeah, I I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. Although that Bemidji, they uh, under uh, well, you got Michigan Tom over Minnesota Duluth. That's an upset. 
Yeah, but that's not like a. I mean, that's not gonna. That's not gonna <laughs> shock anybody. That's not like a. You know, the one four. You know. Okay. All type right. of thing. Bemidji State's one of those teams that they are a, a tough little scrappy team under Tom Saratori. Um, obviously, when we were in the WCHA with them, we ran into problems with them. Uh, you know, the neutral zone trap uh, came back to haunt us during those years uh, during uh, the uh, WCHA playoffs when we faced them. So. They could they could present problems for Wisconsin. I'm going to go with Wisconsin in this game just because they're the higher seed in this instance. But that's the only reason why that could okay. be an, that could be an upset special. So yeah, I don't share that opinion. I don't. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> I clearly am not giving Bemidji State a whole lot of credit. So all of you know, all four of their fans can. <laughs> harass me on twitter wow okay <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing no one listens to this right yeah all right <laughs> let's do the second half of that one we got lake superior state and umass yes UMass. Um, former uh former umass player mccarr yeah kale, kale mccarr training. jason was a big fan colorado avalanche uh Draft, draft pick yeah. at the time when we first, I believe we talked about them last season. And uh, yeah. Season they, before. Yeah, a little bit last season, season but season, season before. Be- was, was it season before? Was when, that was that was yeah. when they won. They won the national champion. Or they did they win the national championship in 2019? No, they lost. They lost in the did championship. They lose, did they lose to Duluth? Yeah, yep. they lost to Duluth. I, you know, and I, I remember that because Bridget and I were at Disney World sitting in our hotel room at the Art of Animation Resort watching that game. And we were just like, bone tired after like spending like 11 hours a day at at each uh each theme park we were at so yeah no that was a that was a very entertaining game as i recall correctly and um i may have fallen asleep through a period or two because i was exhausted but anyway it was great great game um this is a really interesting one lake superior state was a team that people weren't sure was going to be in it's nice to see the team have a bit of a resurgence this is a team that did really really well in the late 80s and early 90s under uh, jeff jackson uh, was a coach there for a while and uh, frank anzalone was a coach there as well and i uh, i love the fact that they're in the tournament i don't know that they can win but you know what i'm going to pick them to win because i love the anchor on their jerseys i'm going to go with an upset here I'm just going to throw it out. Nobody cares what we pick anyway. So I'm going to say Lake Superior <laughs> State finds a way against Massachusetts, which which they really do seen that program turn around because they, you know, they rebranded as UMass. They used to go by UMass Amherst because you had UMass Lowell in the same conference. Uh, I watched UMass. I, you know what? I, gosh, should I pick that pick? I will, although I will tell you, I watched uh, UMass and UMass Amherst yesterday in the Hockey East Championship, and I will tell you, uh, the Minutemen were really able to shut down uh, Lowell in that game. Lowell could not get anything through. They couldn't get any looks on net, but I'm, I'm going to say that Lake Superior State finds a way to do it because I think they're going to be overlooking Lake State in this game, and I'm, I'm just our, our former uh, CCHA uh, uh, mate, I'm... I'm excited to see him in the tournament, so I'm going to say that that's an upset special. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. I actually picked UMass. I think that UMass plays, especially in that championship game, like you had mentioned here. Yeah. Uh, I think they they are a they play a better team game. Uh, 
I don't know. You know, I saw them. I thought it was really interesting. Apparently, Lake State has the most international players of any of the teams that are in the interesting um, in the tournament, which I thought was really kind of. I I think that gives them a bit of an advantage. So while I picked UMass, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong there and you were correct. Yeah, it's uh again without any interconference play this season, it's just so hard. It's just so hard to know, you know? And And, and you know, we used to we we used to say that NCHC was the powerhouse conference because, you know, almost any team particularly the top teams in the conference would go and play uh you know they'd play a Bemidji or Lake State or um you know Quinnipiac Providence places like that right and yep they'd almost always win like our record against other conferences as a conference was always you know really really high so a lot of these things like you've just got nothing to go off of when you're trying to say, okay, well, the talent inside of Conference A is better than the talent inside of Conference B, because all you've seen is Conference A or Conference B, and you don't see that that carryover. So there's a lot of, you know, style of game stuff I think is really hard to predict this year. Well, and I'll tell you, looking at that international roster that you mentioned, that is a really intriguing roster. I mean, they've got like three or four guys from Sweden. They've got a guy from Tokyo, Japan. They've got a yeah. player from Latin, Latvia, France, obviously guys from, you know, uh, the Canadian provinces. But that's that's actually really, really they got a guy from St. Petersburg, Florida. That's in hockey. That's practically a foreign country, isn't it? Right. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> well, that's and pretty cool. And I, and I love at... to see that because you look at a place like So St. Marie, um, where Lake Superior State plays, it's up there in the Upper Peninsula. That is just a really unique. We we've gone went up there to see a three series at uh, Northern Michigan University. It's a really just a unique vibe, a unique dynamic in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and that's really really cool that they're they, again they're going outside of traditional recruiting territory because they've they've lost recruiting battles to the other Michigan schools and the you know Wisconsin and Minnesota schools. So you go outside of the country, and if you can make it work, you can have a lot of success with some of those Euro players. That is really really cool to see so i'm really glad now that i i picked them to upset because i'm my, my fingers crossed i'm gonna be hoping it happens so uh so we'll move on to loveland colorado where omaha in their first round matchup takes on minnesota yes and i was very excited i was very excited that omaha made the loveland regional you and i had talked about it um before because you obviously uh you grew up in Colorado and uh, you went to school in Colorado and I was so excited when this came out I'm like oh this is great we're going to be able to go see UNO play in this regional we've never missed a regional in Loveland Colorado and I knew that they weren't allowing fans at sporting events because you're a big Colorado Avalanche fan and you were telling me about it but you also told me earlier in the week that it had been announced that at the beginning of April People will be able to go to Colorado Avalanche games and Colorado Eagles games, which is the uh, which is the minor league team in Colorado. And right. I thought I thought just my natural inclination was, oh, well, if they've got an NCAA tournament deal coming in at the end of March, they'll let fans come. But as of now and 
probably as of always here. That's not going to happen. So I didn't have to go through the testing process to go to the Albany Regional, but it looks like I'm not going to be going at all for the Loveland Regional. But I think it's good for UNO to be close to home. And they get the Minnesota Gophers, which I think this is a really exciting matchup. During our short tenure in the WCHA under Dean Blaze, UNO had success against Minnesota. And at the time, the Minnesota program was a bit down. Obviously, uh, they are back they are back, the resurgent team. They uh, they pluck their head coach from St. Cloud State. And uh, they are back in hideous yellow breezers, ready to make a statement to the college hockey world that Golden Gopher Hockey is uh, is back here, uh, back here to make a run in the NCAA tournament. I will say going into this, I think this year, uh, Minnesota has been a bit of an overperformer. I, I mean, I thought they were going to be a good team. I did not think that they would be challenging top of the Big Ten the way that they are. And I, you know, I wonder about this team if if it catches up to them at some point. You know, like if, if they start playing to where you expect them to be as opposed to where they are. And UNO's not an easy out. I think that matched up well with a bunch of guys that are, you know, willing to lay it all on the line and say, hey, there is no tomorrow anyways. We might as well just make a heyday, right? Um, I think UNO's primed for an upside on that one. Are you, did you say who you were picking there? No, I didn't say how I was picking there. Now, I will say that that during our uh, uh NCHC tenure. Head coach Bob Motzko had our number when he was at St. Cloud State. Um, the guy can recruit really, really talented players. The thing that I would say, though, is that I think UNO is a better team than people give them credit for. I know that there was a lot of debate this last week about whether Denver was actually the better team, even though they were sub 500, because people wanted to talk a lot about, you know, whether a three on three tie was you know, a win, obviously it counts as 55% of a win, but without the pairwise, it's really hard to kind of calculate that kind of stuff. I thought we were a better team than Denver. I Denver to me was lackluster. And I think we're a better team in this conference than, uh, than we're given credit for. I really, really do. Um, and I, I think to me, it goes back to the way that UNO played in the pod. I think they played very, very well back in December. And then the second half of the season, look, I know that I know that people kind of poo-poo Colorado College, but we we got the season sweep on them. We won all six games, and I think that that was a that was an important little statement. We had success against Denver this year after not having had success against them for the past several seasons, and we broke through against North Dakota. We uh, you know we we uh, beat them at Baxter Arena, and then we also took a game against them uh, at. Uh, Ralph Ingolstadt Arena up in Grand Forks. So I'm going to say UNO is is another upset special in this game. I'm going to say that we beat Minnesota. I think, again, we're going to find out a lot. We're going to find out how good the Big Ten is. You know, every couple of years, there people are like, is this the resurgent year for the Big Ten? Well, without any interconference play, we don't know. If there had been interconference play, you know, maybe the Big Ten wouldn't look as good as they've looked this season. So, and, and, Certainly, the, you know, by the same token, the NCHC might not have either. But I think UNO is a tougher team. They've had some time to rest now. 
I think their depth um, will help them this time out, and I think that they're a good upset. But I don't think Minnesota's going to take them lightly. No, it's going to be a hard fought game. I'm I actually picked the same upset. That was my 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 lone one seed <laughs> upset is that... Omaha taking over, uh, yeah. taking out Minnesota. So. We agree there. So now it'll be interesting because I have a feeling I know who you're picking in the next one. We'll see if I'm right. <laughs> uh, between Minnesota State and Quinnipiac. Boy, I'll tell uh, you. Quinnipiac, obviously, as we <laughs> talked about earlier, getting in because St. Lawrence had the issues with COVID and their coach getting a uh, positive test. So now uh, in walks Quinnipiac, having lost that game and something to prove, I think. So I... I don't know. I took Quinnipiac because I think that they're lucky to be in and they're going to want to prove that they're that they belong, that it wasn't just a fluke and uh, that they that they got in and that they're not an easy team to just walk over. And Minnesota, man, I just can't pick Minnesota State in a tournament. Like, I don't know what it is with that team, (laughs) but the best of seasons and then they like just lay an egg come tournament time. So, um this was one of those really quick ones that I circled just simply because I don't know that I can pick Minnesota State ever in a tournament. Season after season, they will have a great regular season, and then they prove themselves to be a paper tiger in the NCAA tournament. And that, you know, is probably why you picked Quinnipiac in this game. You were probably having, you know, flashback to the, you know, 2015 Midwest Regional when Rochester Institute of Technology came in out of nowhere People tend to forget Minnesota State Mankato in that 2015 NCAA tournament. They were the number one overall seed. They weren't just a number one seed. They were the number one overall seed and they lost to RIT. So we had to go through Harvard and RIT to get to the NCAA tournament. A lot of people were like, oh, you know, that was just too easy of a draw to get to the NCAA tournament with. Although my thing is you can't control who you play. You can just control how you play against them. So. I, I'm tempted to pick Quinnipiac here. Um, you know, there was some question when St. Lawrence got that upset win in the ECAC tournament, whether Quinnipiac would get an at-large. A lot of people thought they would, but some weren't quite sure. So this is a real opportunity for them against Mankato. I, boy, I don't know. Do I want to pick the upset too? You know what? I think I'm going to pick Minnesota State Mankato just because if UNO does get past Minnesota, I want to see them take on Mankato. I uh, that's a that's a matchup going back to the early years of the program. I loved seeing the two the two Maverick teams play the the Red Mavericks and the Purple Mavericks, and I would love to see Mike Gabinet and the boys take on Mike Hastings and and his crew because I know that there were a lot of UNO fans uh, because of Mike Hastings' long tenure with the Omaha Lancers that that there were a number of fans who wanted Hastings to get the job at Omaha when Dean Blaze left. That ultimately didn't happen. So I think this is a great opportunity. You've got the you've got the the young up and coming coach that we have and then you've got kind of the veteran coach in Hastings. So I just I'd love to see that matchup. That's the only reason that I'm going with with it. But like you said, I I do think Quinn, you know Quinnipiac has a has a chance uh, chance to win there, so you picked Michigan over Duluth, didn't you? Yeah, I picked Michigan over Duluth. Darn! I was gonna say like you, you <laughs> had it, you had it primed. Had you not made that pick, that UNO could have won the championship by only beating teams from the state of Minnesota. 
Oh, they could have gone. They could have gone through. Yeah, we should just gone. Do you realize through. that? Like, yeah, because if they <laughs> if they play, they beat Minnesota, then they beat Minnesota State, then you have them beating St. Cloud in the quarters, and then you have them in the semis beating Duluth. You could have had them literally winning a national championship, not playing anyone outside of the state of the Minnesota. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, they, <laughs> they could have St. Cloud in the championship game. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So, okay, so okay. You're, you've got, shall we just stick here then and we'll go through? Yep. Uh, we'll pick our, our get to our frozen four here. Okay. So you've got Omaha and Minnesota State. I've got Omaha and Quinnipiac. Who do you have as the team from Loveland going to the frozen four? Well, I'm going with Omaha. And in your bracket, if it's Omaha versus Quinnipiac, I'm going with Omaha. But yeah, I'm going with Omaha. Um, I'm going with Omaha as well because I picked Quinnipiac and I think they can beat Quinnipiac. And if Minnesota State manages to get out of it, I who knows there. I mean, I just where did that come from? So I'll I'll pick them over Minnesota State as well. I think UNO matches up. I actually think UNO matches up better with Minnesota State than they do with Quinnipiac. So um, I kind of hope that you're right and, and not me, just because I think that the team. The way that we play uh, is apt to um, cause Minnesota State problem more problems than Quinnipiac. So. Yep, I agree. All right, so we both have UNO getting to the Frozen Four. Frozen Four. Yeah. Oh boy, I hope we can like get vaccines and open and be able to go see that. That would be pretty <laughs> cool. Um, okay, so I've got I've got the Bean Pot. We'll go down there. Uh, yes, I got Boston College, Boston. You've got Notre Dame and St. Cloud, right? Uh, no, I've got Boston College and St. Cloud. Oh, okay. Boston College and St. Cloud. So I will, between Boston College and St. Cloud, I will take Boston College. Between Boston College and Boston, you, I will take Boston College. Okay. So, shocker, I- I'm taking BC. I, you know, I would take another NCHC team. I like St. Cloud, but I think in this instance, I'm going to go with Boston College. So our second team going to the Frozen Fours, Boston College. Yep. All right. Uh, I've got Wisconsin and UMass. Yep. And I've got Wisconsin and Lake State. And who you want? I mean, I... I want Lake Superior State to go to the Frozen Four because I think it would be great to have that. It'd be, it kind of remind me of those years when there, there was that one year, I think it was the Detroit year when you had, I think you had Bemidji and RIT. I can't remember, but you had two like number four seeds make it there. But I'm going to go with Wisconsin making the Frozen Four. I agree. Uh, Caulfield's a stud. I just don't. I I think they've got a little bit more to prove. Between, because of how the Big Ten championship stuff went. Uh, so I think Wisconsin's got a bit of a chip on their shoulder. So I will take Wisconsin as well. And they will play. I've got North Dakota Duluth. You've got North Dakota Michigan. Yeah, that, that North Dakota Michigan for me is a really intriguing matchup. But I think North Dakota being in Fargo, again, in front of a partisan audience, however, whatever percentage they have, 25% or. Who knows? The North Dakota Health Department might allow them to have 100%. Who know? I don't know. I don't know. But all I'm saying is I think North Dakota wins 
and comes out of the Fargo, Fargo Regional against Michigan. I have North Dakota coming out of there as well. I really wanted to pick Duluth to beat them just because I get the like I just get this air this aura of of entitlement that comes out of North Dakota and I kind of I want know. someone to knock them down, but I still go, man, they're a really good team. So Well, and you know, you know I'm a fan of Duluth. I picked them to win the national mm-hmm. championship the first two seasons of this podcast. If we had a national championship at the beginning of this season, I would have picked them again. So so yeah, Scott Sandlin and company, I think uh I think uh, potentially can have a lot of success in that regional if they get past Michigan. I don't think they will. I think Michigan will, will uh get that game. So so we're back on to the same page. We both have North Dakota, Wisconsin. We both have UNO and Boston College. Yes. Correct? Yeah. All right. Semifinals. <laughs> wow, it's Am weird. I, going first? I, I should go first. It's only fair. Um, I've got Boston College beating UNO. Okay. I've got North Dakota beating Wisconsin in a really close match, and that was another one that I was – I was tearful over like I okay. I think Wisconsin's a really really good team I just the defense on on North Dakota I have to assume that the defense on North Dakota is going to be capable of handling Caulfield and as long as they are uh North, North Dakota should win so I'll take North Dakota and I, so I've got North Dakota and Boston College in the championship the championship game yeah, what do well, you got? I'm I'm definitely what picking. You got? What you got? What you got? I'm definitely. I think North Dakota's superior depth will prove too much for Wisconsin. I just think that they're. I just there's there's a there's a lot of talent. There's an awful lot of talent on that team. You look at guys like Jordan Kawaguchi, Grant Mismash. Um, you look at their goaltending on that team. I just think they're really strong. So I I'm picking North Dakota to get to the national championship game. And am I am I am I having them play Omaha? <laughs> an all NCHC championship. What the hell? Yes, because because that's that's what could have happened in Boston six years ago, if North Dakota had won their game against BU and UNO had won their game against Providence, we would have seen North Dakota playing Omaha for the national championship. So let's make that happen now. I I I don't know how well we would do against BC, but. Let's let's be optimistic. I've been optimistic all season. I constantly am picking UNO to win. It hasn't <laughs> happened every time, obviously. But yeah, let's let's say that this team gets on a run. If this team gets on the run and they uh, they run the tables in this tournament and they get to the Frozen Four, who the heck knows what's going to happen? Who knows? I mean, heck, BC. We could do something really funny on this podcast and say BC between the regional and the Frozen Four gets COVID in that off week and they can't play and UNO UNO gets to move on via forfeit to the championship game. It's just, <laughs> let's just do something crazy like that, Jason. Turns out that North Dakota has COVID again and suddenly they can't play. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, so uh, you have, you have UNO North Dakota you have UNO winning then, or do you have North Dakota? Oh, in the championship game. UNO? Did you did you say who you were going to have? I did not. I did not say my championship yet. I got North Dakota and Boston College. 
Well, heck, if we get to the championship game, we're winning the whole thing. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, Jason. You heard it here first. John thinks UNO comes as the 15th team in the conference, in the country, <laughs> all the way to number one. Yes. Uh... No, I've got Boston College. So I guess that we've got the we've got the the winner of our game. Apparently, we both think is going to be the national champion. Neither of us picked North Dakota, huh? Neither of us picked North Dakota. I think BC's got something to prove, you know, just like Wisconsin. And I think North Dakota, again, I, you know, the way that they performed in the NCHC conference championship is, is one of those things that shows me like if they get a little overconfident it, it could bite them and this is a classic chant like this is a team that's good enough to beat north dakota if north dakota is not on their game like if if north dakota plays their game 100 percent, no one beats them i just i just think they're gonna be they're gonna be a little bit lax going into this and then boston college is gonna snap them so if uno does manage to get through uh, BC, then I, I I agree. You know, North Dakota's primed to, especially against that. You know, it's a foe that they've seen before that they know they can beat and and just get surprised. So that that wouldn't surprise me. But uh, I've got Boston College. You've got UNO. Yeah. I think the odds are neither of us are right. But... <laughs> well, it's you know. It's who knows what's going to who knows what's going to happen. I, you know, I, you know, after the whole St. Lawrence thing today, it's hard to say. So, yeah, yeah I've, I've got I've got Omaha and North Dakota playing in Pittsburgh for the national championship. So there you go. You're welcome, Matt fans and, and possibly you know, North no, Dakota fans. <laughs> no matter what happens uh, with UNO's game against Minnesota on the 27th, we will be back with a podcast just to let you know how everything went down. And, and I know, John, you, you probably plan to watch a lot of the games. I will have it all set up. I will probably watch every single one of them. I love college hockey, especially in the tournament. So looking looking forward to this a lot. Yep. Um, for fans out there that want to watch the games, uh, you have recommendations on how they can how they can see UNO or any of these other teams play. Yeah, they're on the ESPN family of channels. Um, so you may need to get a subscription to one of the kind of the streaming service bundle packages that includes ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN News. A couple of the games will be on ESPN3. I don't have those memorized off the top of my head, but every year there's, there's certain games. In the past... Uh, during the NCAA tournament, there has there have been years where they've had, in addition to them being on the the uh, linear networks like ESPN two and um, ESPNU, they have had games on um, ESPN three alongside those. I don't know that that'll happen this time, but uh, but you might want to check online if you're a cord cutter and you don't have those stations. It's 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 it will, it'll be interesting to see what they do the next week. Right now, I don't see that, but 
I really wish that, you know, I'm paying monthly for an ESPN Plus subscription. I really wish that it would include things like uh, the NCAA tournament. It doesn't yet. Someday I'm hopeful it will. But yeah, but but give that a shot. That's uh, I always look forward to watching the games every season as well. So um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's it's one of the one of the best postseason tournaments in college athletics. And I think just best postseason tournaments in general. One of my one of my favorite times of year is uh, uh, NCAA uh, men's hockey tournament time. So since you have ESPN Plus, you're saying just clarification that if, if fans don't have a cable subscription of some kind that uh, gives them access to the ESPN suite of, of channels, the ESPN Plus subscription service does not include no anything that's aired on ESPN or ESPN2 or any of that? No. It tends to be uh, it tends to be uh, programming that's unique. So a lot of times you yeah a lot of times there are certain like the other UNO the Summit League sports will get to see a number of like the basketball games and baseball games and things of that nature on there. So some of like the smaller conferences you get to see, but but no NCAA hockey that I know of. Who knows? I'll 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 check this week and uh, obviously be sure to you know follow Matt Puck on Twitter and Facebook. And if I do see something different or if I see that the games are on ESPN3, which you can generally watch with a uh, an internet subscription um, through a cable provider as opposed to a, a TV subscription, you can generally watch them. But this year they may not do that. It just depends. Different different times they do different things. They used to have more content on ESPN three that they do, so they may not. So you may have to subscribe to some bundle like Hulu Live TV or YouTube TV or something like that if you're a cord cutter and you don't have all these channels. But it's 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 worth subscribing for a month to get to watch uh, the uh, NCAA tournament and. Uh, uh, the the regionals and then the frozen four. I just I think it's a lot of fun, so I look forward to it every year. Should be some good hockey for sure. Yep. Until next, yeah. Until next time, uh, you know, be sure to follow Matt Puck on Facebook and Twitter, as I mentioned, and uh, and Bridget's going to be glad that we got out of here. You know, below two hours here because she's <laughs> always she's always constantly worried about that because she sees people talking about stuff on the Matt Puck Facebook and on Twitter that you and I have talked about on this podcast and people are presenting it like it's brand new information. And, you know. John, I have to ask before we sign off here, though. Yes. In the past, Mav Puck has done uh, some bracket challenges. There's usually some obscure site or something that'll let us uh, do those bracket challenges. Do we anticipate that that'll happen again? Yeah, I think we'll do one. I think Bridget will set up a bracket challenge for this 2021 NCAA tournament. And I want to apologize if I referred to it as the 2020 NCAA tournament, it takes me at least six or seven months to figure out what year we're in every year. I'm probably still (laughs) stuck on 2020 since we completely lost that year. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll try to do a, a a bracket challenge probably in our Facebook group uh, that people can join and make their picks. It's always, it's always fun to do that. Yeah. It's a good time. Uh, see what other fans think will happen and who ends up getting it right. Yeah. See if they pick North Dakota and Omaha to play in the national championship game too. Or Boston college to win the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the winner of our bracket challenge can be a guest on the podcast. Maybe we'll have to fire up zoom and, and get them on here to talk about their, uh, unless they pick all number one seeds or something like that, then that's not very, 
that didn't take much creativity. So I don't know if that's worthwhile. But if it's one of those weird things where you've got it like four, you know, like two, four seeds in the tournament. And yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll see what's going on. But at long last, until next time, go Mavs. <laughs> go Mavs. Go Mavs.